This is Mon and Lyle from the Breakfast it's Show. It's not actually Mon and Lyle. So, <laughs> have I gone and done it? I'm so sorry, Lawson. I'm so sorry. Will you ever forgive me for calling you Lyle on air? Yeah, yeah. I can, you know, Lawson and Lyle. It's it's, it's very similar. They yeah. both start with L. Yeah. It would <coughs> be both, a dynamic radio duo. They're both really cool people. So. <laughs> See me buttering you up. (laughs) Oh, dear. Well, welcome back to The Breakfast Show. We are about to launch into our Encounter with God, our Bible study section. Before we do that, hit us with the quiz. So, the next clue to the quiz, again, this is a Who Am I quiz. Mm -hmm. And the next clue is, the Lord said to me, two nations are in your womb. Ooh. So, someone who has a womb, we know that much. Yeah. Yeah. This is... um, This is... uh, I'm not going to give it away. I'm going to try not to give it away. But just to let you know, I have put all the clues now on our Insta story. I just put them all up. You are hectic. You're yeah. loose. Yeah. <laughs> no, we just love Instagram. Yeah, we do. Inst- our Insta handle is Live, so you can go on there and watch our Insta story. If you don't know how to watch an Insta story, all you've got to do is uh, just click your finger on our profile picture. Our profile picture has like a colorful ring around it, like a pinky, purpley, orangey, yellow ring around it, and uh, which means we have a live story happening. And you can click on it and it'll show you our story. Uh, turn up your volume if you, so you want to hear it. And then uh, if it's gray, it means you've watched it. And if there's no ring, it means there's nothing to see. But it's only there for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So getting quick. Yeah, getting get it, get it what you can. <clears throat> okay, so... I mean, we'll keep we'll keep giving out the the, uh, the the clues as we go along, live on air. Okay, so we are looking at one of um, our personal favorite uh, studies the in the Bible. Yeah, so it's about the return of Jesus, and we're going to be looking at it all this week because, you know, as as so many biblical doctrines, you know, we discovered last week that the devil is trying to confuse us, mm. it's trying to make us all confused about how it actually happens and when it happens and. Any which way that he can create a counterfeit or just confusion and just a, a misunderstanding, he will. He will generate that. So <clears throat> we um we had a look at at the you know in the Bible with the places where it says you know um, Jesus is going to come back. I'm going to have a look at how and and also the prophecies because mm. it was prophesied that he was come back. And we can look at the different prophecies in the Bible. One third of the Bible is prophecy, mm. and all the prophecies that have already been fulfilled and that have come to pass, we can learn from them that what God says will happen will actually happen. Yeah. And uh, and we learned yesterday that there's there's two different parties really at um, at the second coming of Christ. A bit of a dichotomy. You have, um, I guess, you know, in kids speak, you have the goodies and the baddies, mm. right? So you have the, the the people who chose Jesus, the people who continue to choose Jesus throughout their life, um, who are, who are the saved. They I mean when people people talk about Christian and the Christians and Christianity and they use the phrase saved and lost. This is what they mean. They mean that, um, you know, uh, if you're saved, it's, it's because at the second coming, Jesus saves you and takes you to heaven. And if you're lost, it means that you didn't choose Jesus. It means that you, you, you know, you chose the devil either actively or by default and, uh, and that you're, you know, you've lost and you've lost out on eternal life and you've lost out on um, eternity with Jesus. So that this is what it means in Christian speak when they speak about being saved or lost. When someone says to you, are you saved, brother? Are you saved? And they're asking you, have you chosen Jesus today? If you died today, you know, are you assured of your eternal life? Are you, are you sure of where you're going, of your, of your salvation? And so um, that's the, those are the two parties at the end of, end of um 
end of uh, Earth's history when, when, when the second coming happens. And so we looked at all that yesterday and today we're going to be looking at a very interesting uh, prophecy. Probably one of the most famous prophecies in the Bible. Dude, yeah. It's kind of like known as like the ABC of Bible prophecy. Like, and it's just it's just the best. Like, it it's, is. it's one of my favorites to, yeah. to give. It's actually the first Bible study that I ever received. Oh, really? Yeah, and honestly, this this prophecy in the Bible opened my eyes up to the possibility that there is a God and that you can choose Him through you know an intelligent decision. You see, mm-hmm. you can you can put together the evidence mm-hmm. and, and make this picture of of this God of love. So it's it's an unbelievable prophecy. That's an amazing uh, story that you've come full circle. This was the first um, Bible study that you ever received that you ever were given, and now here you are today giving this Bible study on air to like millions and billions of people <laughs> who are listening around the globe. <laughs> we like to say positive. All our fans, positively different radio here, <laughs> and uh, and yeah. So today we're going to be doing um, the very famous Daniel chapter two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Daniel, Daniel chapter two um, is an is it's an amazing prophecy. I think the most amazing thing about this prophecy is that it gives evidence and faith, uh, evidence and 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 background mm-hmm. uh, to this second coming of Jesus. Where we're standing, you know, we're living in a time where we're close to the end. We recognize that, and what this prophecy does is lays out from Daniel's time in six hundred BC. To the very end of time, it lays out a series of events that are going to happen, and it, it's it's quite interesting because I think for us to to have faith, ultimately there does need to be some evidence there. Mm-hmm. There does need to be some evidence of that faith, and what this prophecy does is is give tangible and testable evidence to have faith. Mm. You know, you can look at this prophecy and and say, okay, did these things happen? Can I believe in this God? Because these things happened. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have a look at that today, this this incredible prophecy. I'm going to start in Daniel chapter 2 and verse 1. The Bible says, Now, in the second year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams, and his spirit was so troubled that his sleep left him. Okay. Got to lay down a little bit of, of background, a little bit of, of knowledge here. We're introduced to this character named Nebuchadnezzar. He is the king of the empire of Babylon. A very, very great man. Uh, something to understand about Babylon. It was the the biggest empire that the world had ever seen. And it was by far the biggest empire of the time. You know, it was going through conquering nations and whatnot. Um, it had, at this point, it had just conquered Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, sorry, it, yeah, it just conquered uh, Israel. And yeah, it was just, you know, taking countries and countries and countries and just marching through all these different places. Just just wrecking everyone. It was It was... The, the biggest empire of the known world at the time. Mm-hmm. And we, we have this guy named Nebuchadnezzar, uh, this king, this, this very great man. Now, we'll see what happens to him in verse 2. It says, then the king gave the command. Oh, yeah, he had dreams and he, he sleep left. And we, we, so as you can see, this dude, he's had a gnarly dream mm-hmm. and it's troubled him so much that he's, his sleep left him. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know. Have you ever had that before where you've had a really hectic dream and you've woken, you've woken up, up from? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I've never actually had that before. Oh, I've really? never had that happen I had it to last you. night. <laughs> I, I, I'm weird, man. I barely dream. That's amazing. I, I probably dream like twice a month, oh, I think. Okay. That's when I remember it. Most nights is just I close my eyes and I open them and, um, you know, it's the next morning and I'm awake. But anyways, yeah, this Nebuchadnezzar dude has this 
incredible gnarly dream where he wakes up, you know, just I can imagine in in a sweat, just completely freaked out. Um, and it says in the next verse, sorry, my, my bubbles had a bit of a wig out. Is that because you're using a digital Bible? Yeah, it's because I'm using a phone. Yeah. Classic <laughs> dead Bible. You know, there are two Bibles sitting over there if you wanted to grab one. Yeah, but I like my phone. So. Okay, fine. <laughs> the Bible then, then says in verse 2, Then the king gave the command to call the magicians, the astrologers, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans to tell the king his dreams. So they came and stood before the king. So as we can see here, Nebuchadnezzar's had this dream, but he wants to he wants to know what it is and what it means. So he calls, you know, his his astrologers, his magicians, something to know about the kingdom of of Babylon. It was it was a kingdom built on knowledge, mm-hmm. very different to to the empires before its time. Generally, uh, what an empire would do as it's conquering a country is they'd come in to a country, you know, conquer it, take the best men, uh, take take the women. And sort of, you know, build this sort of power and strength in their, in their, you know, army as well as, you know, have good women to, to breed with and all that stuff. Whereas Nebuchadnezzar did something interesting. He would go town by town and he would seek out the people of knowledge, your sorcerers, your magicians, your religious leaders, mathematicians, those kinds of things. Um, so, you know, Nebuchadnezzar at this time had a, a very comprehensive university system as well as, yeah, this whole myriad of magicians, astrologers from all different parts of the the known world, mm-hmm. which was, you know, the Middle East at the time. Um, but, yeah, so going forward, he, he gets all these guys to, to come before him um, and to answer his dream. And we're going to actually get into that after the break, after this station ID. But, uh, yeah, we're going to have a look at it. Stay right there. We'll be right back after this quick little intro. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Yeah, one thing I actually really like about this study, um, just as a quick side note, is that it really shows us how God doesn't want us to have a blind faith. People often mm. think that, you know, Christians are like, you know, dumb sheep or something and they they don't really know why they believe or what they're, they're just told to do it and they do it. But it's not at all. God gives us prophecies like this that we can calculate and we can study out. We can look, you know, the math and the science and the history and we can see that God is, you know, uh, trustworthy and that he is good for his word and uh, we don't have to blindly believe we can have an intelligent faith you know god says come let us reason together and this is one of the um prophecies with which we can reason yeah it's it's very historical it's mm. very re- rooted in in known history a lot of these things you can you can look up on you know wikipedia or google yeah. and see that oh the yeah, you know, nebuchadnezzar, nebuchadnezzar really, was a dude yeah he know, really real did guy. have this like world center of learning where he was like um taking all these intelligent people from all different cultures and bringing them into one big melting pot mm. and basically just you know harvesting knowledge and intelligence so mm. yeah Anyway, King Nebuchadnezzar has this gnarly dream and he calls these people before them and he says to them, I have had a dream and my spirit is anxious to know the dream. Then the Chaldeans spoke to the king in Aramaic, the people of, of, of his uh, native uh, uh, country. O king, live forever. Tell your servants the dream and we will give the interpretation. The king then answered the Chaldeans and said, my decision is firm. If you do not make known to me the dream and its interpretation, you shall be cut into pieces and your houses shall be made into an ash heap. 
However, if you tell me the dream and its interpretation, you shall receive from me gifts, rewards, and great honor. Therefore, tell me the dream and its interpretation. Uh, so a few things we can we can pick up from this line of text is that Nebuchadnezzar was a bit of a psychopath. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, was, he was on a bit of a power trip. Yeah, he's a bit of a despot. For <laughs> sure. For sure has gone to his head. But he did have a valid point. He, he, he sort of calls these men of knowledge out in a way. He says, okay, you guys are supposed to be the sorcerers and the magicians and whatnot. You, you, have, you claim to have the ability to speak with uh, the gods. Uh, Babylon was a very pagan nation, mm. um, you know, where they had, you know, your moon god, your rock god, that kind of thing. And these people who were supposed to be representing them, he says, hey, I've had a dream and you should be able to tell me. And if you can't tell me, well, these are the consequences. But if you can tell me, well, this is the reward. Mm. You'll have great honor. Um, Continuing, they answered and said, let the king uh, tell his servants the dream and we will give its interpretation. So, again, they come back to him and say, hey, man, like just just tell us a dream and we'll tell you what it means. Like, all, all good. Uh, the king answered and said, I know for certain that you would gain time because you see that my decision is firm. If you do not make known to me the dream, there is only one decree for you. For you have agreed to speak lying and corrupt words before me till the time has changed. Therefore, tell me the dream and I shall know that you can give me the interpretation. So again, Nebuchadnezzar comes back and like, hey guys, like you're supposed to be communicating with the gods. You're supposed to be doing all these things. I know what I dreamt. If you can tell me what that dream is, like you'll be sweet, and that's what you claim to do. Yeah, he's, he's kind of backing them into a corner almost. Yeah, he's like, tell me, tell me the interpretation of the dream, but also tell me the dream. Yeah, yeah, but as we can see here, he, he, yeah, he he wants to know that these people are legit. Mm-hmm. But then they come back and they say, you know, the Chaldeans answered the king and said, there is not a man on earth who can tell the king's matters. Therefore, no king, lord, or ruler has ever asked such a thing of any magician, astrologer, or Chaldean. It is a difficult thing that the king requests, and there is no other who can tell it to the king, except the gods whose dwelling is not with the flesh. For this reason, the king was very angry. Basically, they've, they've called themselves out as frauds. Yeah, they're, they've yeah said, right there. You know, gods don't dwell with the flesh. It's literally their, go- uh, their job to, to talk with God. And they're like, oh, yeah, they don't dwell with us. So they've just completely called themselves out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you can imagine, Nebuchadnezzar is not too happy about that. He says, for this reason, the king was very angry and furious and gave the command to destroy all the wise men of Babylon So the decree went out and they began killing the wise men and they sought Daniel and his companions to kill them. Now this introduces uh, another character into the story named Daniel, uh, who was uh, a young Hebrew boy at this time. They estimate he was was around in his teenage years, you know, 16, 17, something like that. He was a captive from the the nation of of Israel, uh, a country that Babylon had taken over. And he was deemed, as you can read about it in Daniel Daniel chapter 1, he was deemed to be, you know, very wise and very smart, very very ahead of of his years. It's actually him and three other friends. So Babylon took them in, um, you know, unfortunately made them eunuchs, uh, but put them through their system of university and whatnot and, and yeah, so Daniel falls under the category of one of these wise men. So you know, then they're sought, they they seek to 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 kill him. Um, and basically, you know, we're not going to get straight into the text. But what what happens is Arioch, 
the king's second in command comes to Daniel and says, "Hey, Daniel, uh, <laughs> it's time to kill you because you're you're a wise man." Uh, but Daniel says, "Look, you know, give me some time, and I can tell the king his dream and his interpretation, uh, and the the interpretation of of the dream, which is you know hectic." And we actually see that night. Uh, the night before Daniel has to come before the king and, and tell the king the dream and the interpretation, him and his friends get together and they pray to God. And I could, you, you could imagine at that time, you know, no man on earth, no people in high places or people of money uh, could tell you, you know, it doesn't matter what they have, they couldn't tell you someone's dream. Mm. They couldn't tell you someone's dream. There was only one person that they could call on in that situation and it, it was God. So, so they did, they got together and they, they prayed. And the, the Bible says in, in verse 19, then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Uh, Daniel answered and said, and then he, he prays this amazing, beautiful prayer. He says, blessed be the name of God forever and ever for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons and removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and uh, knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might, You have, and you have made known to me what we asked of you, for you have made known to us the king's demand. So beautiful, just, you know, Daniel is just praising God for this amazing thing that he's done. Um, which has given him an amazing prophecy that has actually affected us to this this very time now. As I said, this was a prophecy that you know brought me to a belief um, or the foundation of a belief in the Bible. But we continue on in uh, verse twenty four. The the Bible says, therefore Daniel went to Arioch the king, who uh, Arioch, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went to him and said, thus, do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Take me before the king. And I will tell the king the interpretation. Then Arioch quickly brought Daniel before the king and said, Thus, I have found a man of the captives of Judah who will make known to you the interpretation. The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar. Daniel had a Babylonian name as well. Uh, Are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen in its interpretation? Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king has demanded... The wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, and the soothsayers cannot declare to the king, but there is a God in heaven. Such a powerful line, that, mm. such something so powerful. There is a God in heaven who reveals secrets, and he has made known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days. And th- now this is where it's starting to apply to us, uh, the latter days. Uh, this dream that was God revealed <clears throat> to the king Nebuchadnezzar, which is actually interesting because, you know, it's Nebuchadnezzar who's not even a Christian or, you know, a Jew or a believer mm-hmm. in the, the one true God receives this prophecy. Um, yeah. God reveals this this prophecy that spans from his time in 600 BC all the way to the end of time. And, yeah, like Daniel said, you know, there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. He has made known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in the latter days. Your dream and the visions of your head upon your bed were these. And we're going to get into that 
after the break. But it's just, it's an amazing story yeah, as well it truly is. of persistence and faith in in heavy situations. Mm-hmm. You know, Daniel would have been a, a uh, would have known the the Torah and whatnot at that time, but still, like, just to have that faith in God, like your life is on the line, and he's just like, there's a God in heaven who's gonna save me in this situation. Well, we're going to have a look at that dream and what the prophecy actually was right after this song. This is Johnny Cash with The Man Comes Around. This is a song about the second coming. Have a listen. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. There's a man going round taking names And he decides who to free and who to blame Everybody won't be treated all the same There'll be a golden ladder reaching down When the man comes around The hairs on your arm will stand up at the terror in each sip and in each sup. Will you partake of that last offered cup or disappear into the potter's ground when the man comes around? Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers. One hundred million angels singing Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum Voices calling, voices crying Some are born and some are dying It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come And the whirlwind is in the thorn tree The virgins are all trimming their wicks The whirlwind is in the thorn tree It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks Till Armageddon, no shalom, no shalom Then the father hen will call his chickens home The wise men will bow down before the throne And at his feet they'll cast their golden crowns When the man comes around Whoever is unjust, let him be unjust still Whoever is righteous, let him be righteous still Whoever is filthy, let him be filthy still Listen to the words long written down When the man comes around Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers One hundred million angels singing Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum Voices calling, voices crying Some are born and some are dying It's 
Earth's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come. And the whirlwind is in the thorn tree. The virgins are all trimming their wicks. The whirlwind is in the thorn tree. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. In measured a hundredweight and penny pound When the man comes around And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts And I looked and behold a pale horse And his name that sat on him was Death and hell followed with him. Such an interesting song. <laughs> <laughs> I love Johnny Cash. Okay, welcome back to Faith FM. We're doing the Bible study, the encounter with God. Before we jump back into this crazy dream that Nebuchadnezzar was having, I'm going to quickly give you a clue for the quiz. The next one being, my husband told the Philistines that I was his sister because he feared that they would kill him. If you know who that is, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Now back to our Bible study of Daniel chapter 2. We now get into the part where Daniel is about to tell King Nebuchadnezzar his dream. Um, So basically, what King Nebuchadnezzar sees in this dream, we're just going to skip over it quickly so we can get to the real meat of the prophecy, which is the interpretation. But basically, if you can, you know, uh, not close your eyes if you're driving, but just imagine this with me. Um, he sees this big, tall statue. This big, tall statue has a head of gold and then has a chest and arms of silver, has a, a belly and thighs of bronze, and then has legs of iron. So these four different metals on this on this big statue. But then we go down to the feet and the feet is made partly of iron and partly of clay. This is a really important point for the prophecy. But then we see um, this big rock comes out of nowhere and hits this statue on the feet. It says it strikes the statue on the feet. And then this uh, image or this statue then, you know, crumples together, you know, into, into dust and becomes the whole earth. So it's this very wild imagery, but it, it's quite amazing. Um, I, I don't know if you could imagine that, but it's just, just yeah, this big, tall statue. Again, head of gold, uh, chest and arms of silver, belly and thighs of bronze, legs of iron, and then feet of iron and clay is then hit by a large stone and turned into a dust, this dust uh, ball, this mountain that covers the whole earth. In verse 36, we pick up, and Daniel says, This is the dream. Now we will tell the interpretation of it before the king. And I can imagine, you know, if you're Nebuchadnezzar and someone just straight up tells you your dream, that would be pretty freaky. But then he comes in with the interpretation, which is even more amazing. In verse 37, it says, You, O king, are a king of kings, for God has given you a kingdom, power, strength, and glory. And wherever the children of men dwell, or the beasts of the field, and the birds of the heaven... He has given them into your hand, and he has made you ruler over them all. You are this king of gold. You are this this kingdom. You are this head of gold. So we start seeing identifying markers. Um, 
Daniel likens Nebuchadnezzar to this head of gold in his statue. He says, this is you. This is you. But after shall arise another kingdom inferior to yours. Then a third kingdom of bronze. So we can see that these metals represent kingdoms. Now, the third kingdom of bronze, which shall rule over the whole earth. And then a fourth kingdom as strong as iron and as much as iron breaks into pieces and shatters everything. Well, those of you who are historically um, astute or, or, or know much about history, we're going to go through um, some amazing empires that, that came and actually correspond with this prophecy. This herd of gold, like it said, represents Nebuchadnezzar. Then, after Nebuchadnezzar, if you know the story, um, Babylon was uh, defeated uh, and conquered by a coalition government uh, between the Medes and the Persians. Uh, By that time, Nebuchadnezzar had died, and it was, I think, his grandson, Belteshazzar. And they had diverted the Euphrates River, and they uh, come in and took Babylon and ended up taking the kingdom and they they then reigned for a bit after that it says a third kingdom of bronze well who conquered the medo-persians it was actually the greeks you've probably heard of a great greek uh emperor his name was alexander the great and he came in after the the medo-persians a couple couple hundred years later and conquered them it was the just the fastest you know, conquering just the fastest conquest anyone had ever seen. You know, Alexander was a very young man, and they just, they just, they just wrecked, they just wrecked Medo Persia, and came through. And then says after this is a kingdom of iron. Well, who conquered the Greeks? Well, it was actually the rise of Rome came after that. Uh, the, the 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 Roman Empire actually at that time um, yeah Rome was a, a state of Greece but then the kingdom you know the Empire of Greece split apart and then yeah Rome just sort of built itself up and then just started conquering um, and they conquered you know most of the known world at that time you know just all of Europe you know all the way to the to the Far East it was actually Roman nails which were, were nailed into Jesus' hand on the cross. But then after that, the, the prophecy takes a kind of twist, which is really interesting. If you were going to predict the future, you would say, okay, you know, there's a kingdom and then there's a kingdom and then there's a kingdom and then there's another kingdom. And I think you'd just say to yourself, history repeats itself. But how we know that this is from God is that he completely twists it on its head. He says, but this kingdom of, of iron... Uh, Inasmuch as iron breaks into pieces and shatters everything, like iron that crushes, that kingdom will break into pieces and crush all others. Whereas you saw the feet um, and toes partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, yet strength shall be in it, just as you saw iron mixed with ceramic clay. And as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly fragile. As you saw the iron mixed with ceramic clay, they will mingle with the seed of men but they will not adhere to one another, just sign is not mixed with clay. Basically, he says this king uh, empire of Rome will, will shatter. And that's what we see. No one conquered the, the Roman Empire. It actually fell apart and established in around 500 AD uh, the kingdoms of, of Europe. So we see, again, it says... Uh, 
the next interesting part about the prophecy that it predicts is that, you know, they'll mingle with one another, but they'll never adhere, just as iron doesn't mix with, with, with clay. Well, we see now, ever since the, the Roman Empire fell apart uh, in around 500 AD, the, the Roman, you know, the kingdoms have never come together. There's been many people who have tried, Kaiser Wilhelm, Hitler, Queen Victoria, Charlemagne, Napoleon. You can go through all of those different people who tried to unite the kingdoms, but they never, ever come together. And this is sort of, a, I guess, the test for this prophecy. Will the kingdoms of Europe ever come together? Well, according to the prophecy, they won't. And for the last 1,500 years, they haven't. But this is the part that we've, we're looking at the most in this prophecy, this next part says, And in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break into pieces and consume all the kingdoms, and shall stand forever. Inasmuch as you saw the stone cut out of the mountain without hands, that it broke into pieces, um, it broke into pieces of iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold, The great God has made known to the king what will come to pass after this. The dream is certain and the interpretation is sure. So this is incredible. He says, okay, all these kingdoms will come. Then the kingdoms will split apart for a time. And then this rock will come in and smash it. And we've seen like these kingdoms, you know, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome, and then the divided nations of Europe. And then next it says this this rock will come and God will set up this kingdom. And this is, you know, imagery-wise, this is the second coming of Jesus. You know, this is the the end of the world. And it's incredible uh, because, you know... God said that these things would happen. God lays out all these events in history. And I think if if I could tell you, Monica, mm. 10 things that would happen tomorrow and none of them happen, would you believe that the last thing would happen? Oh, absolutely. And that's exactly what's going on here in this prophecy. It's fantastic. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this song. This is Sam Ock with The Love of God.
shall pass away And earthly thrones and kingdoms fall When men who hear refuse to pray On rocks and hills and mountains cold God's love so sure shall still back to the breakfast show here on faith fm it's a wonderful tuesday morning you're here with mon and lawson we have come to our question of the day segment hey do you know what if you have a question you can give us a call and ask us at any time the number is 1-800-FAITH-FM it's 1-800-324-843 and of course you can get that question through to us in any of our avenues so we have like twitter and instagram and facebook and whatever you can even go through our website and uh, email us any questions that you have we're more than happy to field your questions before we do the question today i'm going to give you the next clue well actually the last clue for our quiz so this is a who am i quiz it's a bible character and we've established that it's a woman but the last and final clue is isaac is my husband Oh, spicing up. Who was Isaac's wife? Give us a call if you know the answer, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Now, for our question today, um, Lawson, uh, so we have a question come through and it's, um, how do you know the Bible is true? Yeah, this is this is a pretty straightforward question. This is a, it's actually a very intelligent question. Super intelligent. I think because, you know, to trust something and to, to give your life to something 
you have to have some kind of faith or knowledge that that it's true. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think Christians get a bad rap uh, on this whole faith believing because you should just believe when that's not actually the case. Um, mm. We believe we're created in the image of God, and this God that we believe in, that I, you know, I very much believe it. That's real. If we're created in the image of Him, the One who is almighty and all-powerful and also Mm all-knowing, he would want us to be smart and make intelligent decisions about, you know, that kind of thing, giving our life to a a certain, uh, you know, lifestyle, you know, living living with him. So, you know, we just went over then uh, a prophecy in the Bible, which, you know, is tangible and testable evidence on why, you know, God is real. And it the Bible is actually one third prophecy. We that, that that even though it's the sort of ABC, it's very simple, it's very profound. The Daniel two prophecy, it is less than one percent of the prophecies in the Bible. Mm. There is so much more to look at, so much evidence, and from my experience, you know, working in the church and teaching people these kinds of things, you know, it just like Daniel two is good, but it gets even better. Like yeah, it gets absolutely. even more legit. God gives us so much prophecy so we can we can test it out. You know, he says taste and see the Lord is good, mm. like he says try it out. So you know, there's so much Bible prophecy to to learn, to study, to really you can really pick it apart and just see whether or not God is a God of his word, a God of his prophecy. And um yeah, and we looked at one today. We looked at one of the basic ones today and uh, and and saw how every single point of it um right up until the last one has yeah. has, has has come to pass. Yeah. You know, no man could predict that. No way. No man could say, "Oh yeah, all these kingdoms will come." But, you know, in that fashion and then to say, "Oh, but the fourth kingdom will break into pieces and and all that." No no man on earth could predict something like that. Mm. If you want to know whether the Bible is true, grab a copy of your Bible and then grab some history books, grab your encyclopedia, go online, go on Google, yeah. you know, check out your Wikipedia and then start, you know, comparing the two. Mm. Uh, if the Bible, everything the Bible prophesied, you know, of stuff that would happen whether or not it's actually happened and you can see very clearly in your history books it has. Mm. And there's also a lot of people out there. I'm just giving a little shout out for, you know, the, the crew the, that I'm with, the, the Bible workers. There are a lot of people out there working in the community to teach people the Bible. If you're, if you're looking to get in touch, yeah, you know, uh, contact a, a local Adventist church and there's there's plenty of people who are willing to teach you the Bible. Yeah, or just give us a call here and we can uh, help you find someone if you want someone to guide you through a study, if you're not quite sure what to do. We're more than happy to help. This is Carly Fetcher with Yes, He Is. Did you know that God loves you? Yes, He does. Oh, yes, He does. Did you know that God loves you? Yes, He does. Oh, yes, He does.
Forgiving, a program called Forgive to Live. It's designed to help us all improve our lives. You'll discover the healing power of forgiveness. A relationship breakdown, long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. Through Forgive to Live, you can break this cycle and start living a more forgiving life. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. Take and seal it 
Welcome back to Faith FM. That was Hilary Scott and the Scott family with Come Thou Fount. Now, this is a part of the show where we give away something completely for free. Don't even have to answer any quiz. What have you chosen out of the prize box today, Lawson? I've chosen a book mm-hmm. by Clifford Goldstein called See Beyond. Oh. And just before I get into what the book's about, I just Clifford Goldstein is just a boss. I heard him speak at camp meeting this year. Oh, okay, yeah, at, yeah. Like a, a Christian camp meeting. And he just, oh, man, he's so funny. He's a, a secular Jew uh, from, well, he was. He grew up a secular Jew from mm-hmm. the United States um, who then became became a Christian through, yeah, seeing things like like we talked about today, Bible prophecy, that kind of thing. But he has this amazing book called See Beyond. Um, and basically what it's trying, what the book is trying to do is answer the question, where can we find hope? Mm. You know, where can we find hope in life? What is the point of of living? What, what you know, drives us to, to do what we do um, from a Christian perspective, mm. you know? Um, and yeah, it's just an awesome read. If you would like a copy of See Beyond by Clifford Goldstein, you can give us a call here now. It's 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-FAITH-FM. If you would like a copy, um, you know, Clifford Goldstein takes a careful and critical look at the world today and asks, you know, some pretty obvious questions that we're probably all asking ourselves in our mind but haven't voiced out loud. Give us a call. We'll send it to you free of charge. And, of course, thank you for tuning in this morning. We will be back tomorrow morning Mm. after the 7 o'clock news. My last morning with Lawson filling in for Lyle. Wednesday hump day. And, uh, and of course, then Lyle will be back on Thursday. Looking forward to your last day with us. Yeah. Then you can sleep in after that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have a wonderful, blessed day. Of course, we have more great programming coming up after this. So stay tuned. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Here